Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 125th annual episode of the only podcast that matters. And here are your hosts, Jack DeFranco, Ryan Taggart, and Corey Noyes. Hi guys. Hi. So this week we are here to talk about the Oscars, the Golden Globes. Award season. Yes. Award season Oscar indeed. Oscar cast as we are dubbing this episode. Since the Oscars are coming up. Yes. The Golden Globes have already passed. So we are going to discuss the winners, the losers. The snubs. The people that got snubbed. Yes. We're going to bitch about certain things. Mm-hmm. As but usual. We wouldn't be a show if we didn't. No. Of course. Especially about movies if we didn't bitch about That's them. why we're here. That's right. <laughs> That's why we're here. <laughs> so uh, let's start with some of the nominees for Best Picture this year, the Academy Awards. Every year there's an opportunity to nominate 10 films for Best Picture ever since 2009, which I blame on The Dark Knight because I had a feeling in 2008 when, well actually everybody had a feeling that there were, should have been more than five films nominated that year, and certainly The Dark Knight was one of them. I mean, people. I would say so. Not just us as fans, but it had a general or a general consensus that it was an excellent movie across the board. Critics loved it and compared it more with. It stayed at number one for what a month and a half. Yeah, yeah it, something silly it was like so, that. So not just with box office; it was massive, just all over the world. Something a movie like that hadn't come along in a long time, and I and the movie got snubbed for best picture, best director. Heath Ledger won for best supporting actor that year as the Joker, rightfully so. Not even just because he passed away, but because, damn, if you didn't see The Dark Knight, well, then... him passing away definitely contributed to his performance. That's true. Absolutely. That's true. But uh, ever since then, there's been an opportunity to nominate 10 films. Now, the first year they did, they nominated 10 films in 2009, some of which didn't look like they needed to be nominated, but I guess they were good enough for the Academy. They'd gotten great critical reviews that they should have been nominated. It should have been well, they probably just picture. wanted to flex their muscles of 10 movies and say, all right, we need to find four more movies or five more movies that need to go in this category because yeah. why would we expand if we're not going to put... And there were some good ones in there. There was, uh, I mean, District 9 and, and Glorious Bastards that year got nominated and I was thrilled because I Which loved Which normally would have never have been yeah. nominated. Under normal circumstances, no. And and it, we've we've discussed how we feel about the Academy before on several podcasts, I'm sure, about how they just pick the u- usual boring, artsy-fartsy type movies that are somehow no one would ever to see the critics that no one would ever actually and go to see. The only way that these movies actually make money is because they get this Oscar buzz, like the Oscar right. word of mouth. And a lot of them are, are only limited release type movies that aren't actually open nationwide. And well, you'd have to, have to find yourself hard-pressed to actually find a theater that's playing it. Right, and that's that's the problem. Or they'll the movie will be ready, and they're going to be it's going to be say a February release. But they want to get in this Oscar season because they don't think it's that strong of an Oscar movie. So they'll release in one theater the day before the New Year or the week before the New Year, so they can be contenders for that year's Oscars. And right. I think that's just a cheap way to get in there. It's a very when cheap no way. No one's actually seen the movie. Or has a yeah. desire to. I mean, I never would have seen the King speech had it not been this word of mouth. Like it's excellent. Yeah, it's a I great film, you, but I fell asleep almost fell asleep twice in the movie. Yeah, I remember you trying to watch all of the nominated movies. Yeah, last it, year or the year before. Yeah, it, it didn't work. It, it, I was no. so. I mean, it, King speech. I, like I said, was great, but it was just it was performance driven, and it was so boring. Uh, yeah, boring. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I sometimes like those kind of movies. I haven't seen it, but I mean, I like to. I like to. Uh, expand my horizons and look at other films and see what's out there. I, I tried so many of those Oscar movies that I just couldn't do it. I just didn't see what some of them were all about. The year started off with the Golden Globes. Yes. And I watched the Golden Globes and I I don't know, I have a thing for award shows. I find them, especially when this particular hosts are 
hosting, especially since like two years ago. For the past two years, it's been Ricky Gervais, who's been brilliant. Which right, he you know pushes the envelope a lot, and I don't know why they have invited him back the second time. Yeah, that that was kind of funny because the ratings actually the, like, the ratings are like, oh man, this guy's an asshole, but we love him. Yeah, and then this year they <laughs> kind of toned down a lot of that stuff, but they still took they still picked two really funny uh, people. Uh, with uh, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. Tina Fey, right. And I was, I was really, is a good really good. choice. They brought their own element to the show. That was funny. But it was typical. I mean, there was a, the typical award show. So we're actually going to talk about the awards there at the Golden Globes that night, who was nominated, who won, and for what, and what we think about all of it. Sounds good to me. Yep. So we can start off with um, the nominations for Best Picture, Best Motion Picture, rather. In drama or comedy? Because there were two separate categories. Uh, in drama. We'll start with the drama. And uh, the big winner uh, from all of that was Argo. Hell I, yeah. I was actually extremely surprised because I didn't think there was any way that Lincoln wasn't going to win. Uh, I didn't think category. so either. I, I figured that was going to be a sweep for basically everything that it was nominated it, for. Argo has a little bit more entertainment edge over Lincoln, though. I it does. Say. I, I definitely say it does. It's, it's a little more hip. Obviously, it's more modern. Uh, there's probably more humor in it. Even though Lincoln, a lot of it was surprisingly funny. Yes. Um, because Daniel Day-Lewis in the movie kind of portrayed Lincoln as someone who, who told a lot of jokes and funny stories and tried to... Was a people person. Yeah, he was a people person and he was trying to, to lighten the mood as his country was falling apart under his watch and hundreds of thousands of people being, are like... dying. And he, he was trying to, to bring the country up from ashes. And he he really kind of played it so well that... I he, believe he it was be Abraham serious. Lincoln. Like I, I got lost in the fact that that's an actor, right? And then when a movie can do that, that's awesome. And from what I had heard, he was so deep into the character that even when they weren't rolling, when he was on set, you had to address him as Abraham Lincoln. Like he most wasn't, actors do that. A he wasn't them, Daniel Day Lewis. A lot of them are so into their roles that they don't even break right between takes. And is, I just thought that was so. But awesome. He doesn't break at all. Like at all. His he he pretty much he says goodbye to his wife and doesn't see her for six months. So he's like Kirk Lazarus from Tropic Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's literally what he does. Oh, good for him, though. I mean, that's getting into it, and it only makes a better role. But mm-hmm. that movie was something I took away from it was it, it was it could have been like the King's Speech to me, where it's like it was m- mainly performance-driven, right. but it was interesting what was happening. Like You know if you ever went to a history class, and if you didn't, you dropped out in third grade. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the, they made the story interesting of how things were progressing and just... All the characters, not just him himself. Tommy Lee Jones was excellent. James Spader was excellent. James Spader was the, the comic relief in the movie. He was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which was a surprise role. Yeah, he had a, he had a pretty small part in the movie. Um, he didn't even show up until the second half of it as uh, one of Lincoln's sons. Um, but, I mean, everyone was, was tremendous in that movie. And it was very, very moving. And I, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. But Argo, to me, was... I had so much fun. I was just so enthralled by that story. Yeah, so, and it's one of those movies that makes you feel good to be an American. Yes. And and Ben Affleck just did an amazing job. And not only that, just the cast itself. What a what an amazing cast in that movie. John Goodman and Alan Arkin, the, one of the best comedy teams I've seen on a screen in yeah. years. I, I don't think John Goodman can fail. No. Ever. And he's hitching his wagon to a lot least. of good stuff. Yeah, he's, he is. He's picking and choosing really well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Alan Alan Arkin is is awesome, and I mean even all the rest of the people that were were in the situation, they they picked able actors, and um, it, it was very very good. Like yeah. Clea Duvall was in it, and she's been in a bunch of stuff. She's she's a really good actress, very underrated. Uh, Carrie Bechet, who was in uh, Kevin Smith's Red State, yeah, this is the only other thing I've actually seen her in, and uh, she she was pretty good in the movie, and just the way this all came to be and how it was actually based on a true story, like this actually happened. It was so awesome. Yeah, it had all the elements there: humor, drama, yeah, everything, suspense. There was a couple of times where I was I was sunk in my seat. Like that whole scene where they're going through the market, and they have the people right. with them. They're trying to pretend that they're the crew, and there's people noticing. It's like holy shit, they're going to get caught. Like I didn't like, yeah. think they it was could, very suspenseful. It yeah. really made you think that this is something that you you're really watching history there because this is this is stuff that really happened, yeah. and that's what makes it so much. 444 days. It, it makes yeah. things so much deeper. With It makes you appreciate it more because this actually happened. And it happened recently. I mean, obviously, I know a lot of in stuff the grand in the scheme Lincoln of things. happened yeah. too, but yeah. this is 
something where yeah a lot of people that could saw be this horribly movie were, tragic. were alive when this happened and Espe- remember it. especially a lot of people a lot of younger people who don't know the story right they're not familiar with it so you don't know the outcome yeah. and i briefly heard about it in my junior year of high school in american history we touched on it a little bit so i was familiar with the story but i what went behind it was again it was a top secret mission nobody knew i mean right. it had to take that to get those people out of there cuz they were there was so much red tape and so much political bullshit to try to get six people out of that country right. and try to keep them hidden. They didn't know they were, the Iranians didn't know they were there. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to admit, I think Affleck's turned into a really, really top notch director. Uh, yeah. He, he's one th- of the, This was the a best. masterpiece and he, he's really good at what he does now. He, he really is. Yeah. And, and a lot of people have made fun of him for a lot of things. Oh, in the I past. have. I, 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 didn't I, like know, ben I know you have. Yeah, I, I didn't like Ben Affleck for that period in 2002 to 2004 where he was everywhere. On like the political rallies and on every mm-hmm. magazine and on his he, he couldn't make a good movie to save his life like I couldn't mm-hmm. name one good Ben Affleck movie from that era that was salvageable starting from like uh, well I know Daredevil was in that mix Geely he had a string yeah. of just <laughs> turd sandwiches and I was like man what the fuck is up with this guy he's such and he was such a douchebag too but apparently did, he had problems speaking of best director I mean obviously Ben Affleck won that award yes he did I didn't I actually did not think he was going to win that award either I, I didn't think especially so especially with the power of Spielberg and even even Tarantino Tarantino was I thought well, that's one he could win yeah because I know Django was nominated for a lot of awards for a lot of the Golden Globes but I didn't think they were actually going to win many of them right I, I was I was fairly certain he was gonna they were gonna get a best supporting actor nominee award with either Christoph Waltz or uh Leonardo DiCaprio being both being nominated. Rightfully yeah. so, I think. Absolutely. Oh totally. They Especially both deserve Christoph the nomination. Waltz. Guy was he's phenomenal. He's one of those actors that just has something and brings a char- charisma to his performance that just it's mesmerizing. I can't even describe it. It, it is. I, he I, can I've be never a bastard seen. and be this total like man. He's a motherfucker. You, you like can't. He wasn't a you can't help but be in awe of his performance or just like how great, yeah, great the performance you're looking at the screen. Yeah. I mean, I was as much of a dick and a bastard he was in Inglorious Bastards. Bastards. I couldn't help but watch every scene he was in and yeah. totally be engrossed yeah. by it. And he 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 was amazing. He was amazing in that and in Django. And I mean, his performance is funny and it's endearing and. It's it's mesmerizing, and I, I felt myself just giggling. Yeah, he, he's the through most of Django because he was so fucking good. Yeah. He, he's the perfect actor for Tarantino. Yeah, the absolutely. Oh, Tarantino, actor. and I think that Tarantino is going to keep him around. And well, he I writes for the people he so. knows, and that's definitely somebody who's like, all right, I have to write something for this yeah. guy. Yeah, and sure he's gonna enough, be, there's going to be a role for Christoph Waltz in the next movie. Maybe not right. a huge role. Even, even if he, it could be a cameo, it could be you know a starring role. You never know. I mean, but he's going to be a household name a- right. after this, without a doubt. Well, he's he's got an Academy Award from Inglorious Bastards, and he's got a Golden right. Globe and potentially an Academy Award. So yeah, for the last two movies. Oh no, he was in another movie. He did Water he for was Elephants. In, Water for Elephants. I think he was, he was also in uh, the Green Hornet. Oh, was he really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did not know he that. He was the bad guy in the Green Hornet. Oh. <laughs> they swept that under the rug. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. But he probably was the best part of the movie. I'm sure he was, I'm without sure, a doubt. I'm sure he's not one of those uptight actors anyway that like just won't let his hair down every so often and go for a funny role. Right. And he did end up winning that uh, Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor. And uh, I think Django. So. Rightfully so. Absolutely rightfully so. Rightfully yes. so. He was fantastic. I mean, I, I love... DiCaprio, I thought he was phenomenal in the movie as well. I he's love always, how he's, he's always so good. He's developing into such a good actor. He's not yeah. he, he's not he's not tight casted. Mm-hmm. No. He can pick and choose whatever he, he wants. He can pick and choose what he wants. He's been right. picking a lot of different roles that he has to expand his acting chops and right. I think he's done a really good job recently. Especially I loved him in The Departed. Absolutely oh, thought God. he was fantastic. Yeah. I thought That was the turning point for me cuz I I'd seen him in The Aviator, and he was excellent as Howard Hughes, and I'd seen him in... But those, are, but those are similar movies that he always picked, yeah. though. Some but, pretty boy... Right. But he couldn't shake the pretty boy rich. image for me. It was like, oh yeah. my God, he's still the... Not that he's still the kid from Titanic, but it's like, I still only I mean, see him as I, the I, Titanic. I get the, I get the same feeling from The Great Gatsby is coming out, but because he's done so many great movies recently, I think it's going to be better. 
even though oh, it's yeah. kind of like the similar type of role he would usually take in years past. They yeah. need him. He's the key ingredient to probably making that movie work. Yeah, I'm still totally, totally on the fence about even seeing that movie because the fucking book bored me so much. Yeah, I, I never read the book. I'm still scarred by how bored I was trying to read that I book in high school. Yeah. I, I tried. But then I tried to read The Hobbit, was... too, and I loved the first part of that, so... So I mean I I I just couldn't get any interest in the book whatsoever. So I just I don't know so if I'm really be they'll have more the trailers in the next couple of months before this movie's released. So if, if it if it looks better, like if it looks like it's a well acted, entertaining film. So we're gonna talk about uh, real quick uh, best actor and best actress in the drama, and the winner uh, was as we mentioned before Daniel Day Lewis for Lincoln, and uh, Jessica uh, Jessica Chastain won it for Zero Dark Thirty for best actress, which I still need to see. It's it's one of those but, movies you should see, but you I, don't yeah. need to see more than once. I do want to see it because mm-hmm. I hear it's fantastic, and I it love Jessica, Jessica Chastain. I thought she was she's a good actress. I she thought is. she was in the movie Lawless, and I thought she was really good in that. Right. I mean, she showed her tits. So that's oh, that's that's, that's always yeah. good. Um, Give her all the Oscars then. <laughs> yeah, she was in that movie, the the debt, which I heard was tremendous. I still have to see. That's on demand. Yeah, I do want to watch that movie. And, we should watch that. And she was excellent. I think she is becoming one of those actresses in Hollywood where people are going to start looking at her more for more roles and, and more right. serious. But like similar to the way Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, I oh, mean yeah. Jessica Chastain is having a huge month at the box office. I mean, not only with that and Mama too, um, as a horror movie, opened really really well. And Zero Dark Thirty was kind of a holdover, and they were both making tons of money at the same time. So I actually had to. I like, mean, she's blowing up right now. I had to look at that trailer a few times, Mama, because I didn't. She didn't look at all. It didn't like, look like no. her, right? At all. Her hair is dyed black. I got and it's her short. And Christina Hendricks mixed up at first. Mm-hmm. That's Christina. that's not even. That's why because they're both gingers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> one has huge tits. <laughs> the other the not other so much. <laughs> but wins a lot of awards. But you said uh, obviously Daniel Day Lewis, amazing. Right, absolutely deserved. It doesn't even matter who else is in that category. Yeah, he, no he one was Lincoln. Win. The the look, the demeanor, everything. He was Lincoln. I think Denzel Washington was a close second, though. He was fantastic in Flight. Yeah, Ryan, you and I saw that, and it, that performance blew me away. Yeah, I mean, he was he he can do anything, and I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if he had won for no I for that. Either. I mean, he but basically, Daniel Day Lewis escaped into that role, right? Denzel Washington pretty much drank and did drugs for two hours and flipped the plane upside down and landed it, and that was <laughs> that was the long and short of it. <laughs> and uh, and Don Cheadle was pretty awesome in that movie too. I love him. I think he's great. Yeah, I always have. I, I would John Goodman performance, which was awesome. Yeah, I mean John Goodman, drug dealer. <laughs> yeah, John Goodman's a drug dealer to Denzel Washington. And that was fun. And then we have uh, best actor in motion picture, comedy, or musical. Uh, we had uh, Hugh Jackman for Les Mis, which was he he was really good. I did see Les Mis. And insert your glee jokes here, but I actually don't really like musicals at all where people are just singing the entire time because there was literally no dialogue in that movie that was not sung. Well, that's not really? like that, glee. that kind of thing. I can't. This movie's not like glee. This is an right. actual. Ale- it's an actual I didn't actually musical. know that. A legendary I didn't know there was. Yeah. There's no, di- there's no every, dialogue. Every word is, is sung. It, it's, it's the complete opposite of the one. Yeah. And normally something like that would just drive me out of my mind. I, I can't usually there do is, that. But. I'm interested to see it. I, I will watch it eventually. Yeah. And I, I, I wanted to really see it. Good. And yeah. the cast is tremendous. So I was like, all right, let me let me give this a shot. And, and, and it was. I wasn't bored. To be honest, it was a really, really good movie. I mean, the story is good. The yeah. story of Les Miserables is good. Uh, and uh, there was a version that came out 20, not even 20 years ago. It was with Liam Neeson and Uma Thurman, where it wasn't the singing, but it was the story and it was the acting. It wasn't right. It wasn't a musical at all, which is, which is I saw that in drama class in high school and, and really, really enjoyed it. Amongst all the plays that I had to read that year in that class, yeah. that was one I did enjoy. But I always thought Hugh Jackman was a great, I think he's a great performer. I mean, as much he as is. he is, no, he, he's, he's cast as an action guy in mm-hmm. almost all his roles. He's a really good performer. He, he, is. he can take those serious roles. And he's a Broadway guy, really, too. He really is. He had it. that uh, one-man show on uh, Broadway that I actually really wanted to go see, but it was gone before I even really realized it. And right. It looks like a sweeping epic. It looks like something that came out of the 50s or 60s, one of those classic movies. Yeah. But even I Russell Crowe had to sing. Even, even heard, Russell Crowe was, was pretty good in the movie. Some I mean, people I, said he was laughable. He's hit or miss for me. Yeah. Some people said that his performance was laughable. But I mean, it, it's got to be honestly, tough, Honestly, he's not a singer. Uh, I mean, he, he held his own. I'm sure they, they could have picked someone worse, but he, he did. And the desperation with which he played uh, the character Javert who basically spent his life trying to track down Hugh Jackman's character and, and capture him. 
and it was it was all he had basically he didn't have family or anything else to look forward to it was just i have to capture this man because he's a criminal he escaped and um it was he he was he was really good i i liked russell crowe in this but then you have anne hathaway who won best actress right and she was that's extremely i think she is phenomenal in most a lot of her roles a lot of her recent roles, definitely, she puts her heart and soul into it. She's one she of the does. best in this in this generation. Yeah, I mean, the... she did one song in the movie where that was it was clear that's what won her. Yeah, you know the nominations, um, and she she didn't she wasn't actually in the whole movie. She didn't have yeah, she, a huge her character. Part. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. Spoiler her. alert: if you've never <laughs> seen her. seen anything about Les Mis, she dies in the movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the one song that she did was. Was unbelievable. It was it was heart wrenching. That's when they show in the trailer, right? Because they show right. that little clip in the trailer, and it's like, holy shit, she's good. Yeah, she she was very very good, and I I always like her. She's a tremendous actress. Speaking of which, Les Mis actually won the Golden Globe for best musical or comedy. That it did. And I mean, I've never seen it. I will watch it, but I can't deny that all the acclaim that it's getting, all the actors that are getting all these awards, I can't it deny deserves that it. It's, it deserves it, every it bit doesn't of it. deserve this award. Right. For Best Comedy or Musical, uh, actress uh, Jennifer Lawrence won for Silver Linings Playbook. She is Hollywood's it yes. girl right now. She is yeah. the most popular actress on the planet. She's great. And she's great. In- well, she can act, too. Yeah. She's really she's- attractive, yes. and she can act. Yeah. She was on Saturday Night Live recently. She was hysterical. Oh, was she? Yeah. yeah. She played a wait. There was one sketch where she played a creepy waitress uh-huh. in this <laughs> diner where it's like they, it's supposed to be like a 50s diner where they like treat you like crap and it's supposed to be the gimmick yeah but she's like this weird creepy one that's like staring at people like i'm gonna kill you and your dog and they're like <laughs> I was like, miss i'd like to complain about her and she's oh that's one of our most popular waitresses and she's just like staring a hole through and she's freaking hilarious yeah she she can definitely be funny um i still haven't seen that movie but obviously there's something about it i was gonna go see it i, I but my schedule at the time i was gonna go that day but it didn't permit it but that's something i want to check out on uh when it comes out on DVD or on demand or something, because it looks like it looks really good and good for Bradley Cooper also. Yeah, I like Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I think uh, he's he's becoming he's becoming a very good actor too. He's yeah. he's not taking the traditional roles that he was, where right. it's just either a straight slapstick comedy movie or an action movie. He's actually you know trying to act. Yeah, he ca- he yeah. has to work beyond The Hangover. He has to be his car- He has to have a career beyond these three movies. So he's trying to do his best, and he's doing a good job. I agree. And the last thing that we're going to talk about as far as the Golden Globes is concerned uh, was the winner for screenplay uh, as a motion picture, and that went to Quentin Tarantino for Django. Absolutely. Rightfully so. Absolutely justified. It was That was one of the best scripted movies I've ever seen, Ever right. one of the best written movies. I mean, his dialogue in every movie he writes is just phenomenal. It is. I, I don't know how he does it. I really don't, but... Like I'd like to sit and you know the movie being John Malkovich. I want to be being Quentin Tarantino. Right, that's something because his actor. head is equally strange and amazing. If I was I an actor, that's a guy I want to work with at some point in my career. I think uh, he's a guy that everyone wants to work yeah. with now. I mean, who yeah. who would turn him down if I mean, Quentin Tarantino Leonardo, said, "I want you in this movie." He's, he, he's got he's got yeah. Brad Pitt. He's got DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you get Everybody. some huge name actors into their movies then I'm pretty sure you can try to and I love how he tries anybody. to keep it old school too I love how this isn't really rewards worthy but like he said that uh, well awards related I should say but when Django was coming out he said it's coming out in theaters and drive-ins like the dude really knows his movies and knows his the gimmicks and the history of everything so it's like this guy wants to make it fun yeah we went to Pulp Fiction and the guy showed us they had a screening of trailers and everything else before it was like this dude knows his audience. Yeah, and this this movie had a very Pulp Fiction feel to it. The way the the cinema was kind of kind of grainy, and it looked like it was it was an old school kind of flick that would be showing at a drive in movie theater. Yeah. And it, it had that kind of that kind of feel to it. That and some I of the best shootouts ever. Oh, oh yeah, so fucking awesome. I mean, there was the typical Quentin Tarantino bloodshed and vulgarity and awesomeness. That and, and absolutely one of the most funny scenes you'll ever see in a movie. This past year, with uh, the, all the KKK members, that was just hilarious. Uh, that that was something. Yeah, Jonah Hill had a a cameo in that part, and he wasn't it was, terrible. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean that that was funny. That was that was definitely one of the funniest things. They were arguing about the uh, the hoods and and how the, the holes were not placed right for their eyes, and it was it was so fucking yeah. funny. I, I liked how uh, during the awards ceremony that Quentin said 
he was up there and he was talking about how his process of writing this, and he says he gets his friends to sit in the room with him to, and he and he reads the script to them. And he said that he doesn't actually want to hear anything from them, but he wants them there to listen. He doesn't want any critiquing at all mm-hmm. because he knows what he wants. Right. He just wants to read it to someone so he can hear it out loud. Yeah. But he doesn't want any of his friends to talk. Yeah, I don't want you to tell me if anything's wrong or he's if you think it's change there, but He's anything. a genius just, too. He's yeah. a, he's an absolute genius, and uh, he hasn't missed yet. In my book, he has not missed. No, yet. he absolutely has not. And he's a guy who can do a movie every three and four years, and people will wait for it. Right. It's not like what what the hell's up with Quentin Tarantino? It's like wait for it because when it's coming, it, it's going to be amazing. I mean, I'm at the point where I'm willing to give Kill Bill Volume Two another try. Yeah. Because I like oh, it. Oh, Kill Bill Volume Two to me is so much. I, I love the first one, but the second one's so much better to me. Yeah. And the only movie of his I, I still haven't seen is Death Proof, and I don't know why. I just haven't gotten around oh my to God, it. Death Proof is genius. But I mean, I, I, he has that box set, that Blu-ray box set out now that has all eight of his movies thus far, not including Django because it, it came out before that. But I, I want that, and I'm going to buy it like six times just because <laughs> because it's that amazing. So moving on to the big award show, and it is hosted by Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane. Uh, I like Seth MacFarlane. I still think he's funny. I, I, I don't think he's care hilarious. what anyone says. I mean, he's uh, going he's gonna to do his 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 voices. He's going to do. Actually, I would be surprised if he doesn't do his voices. I would be surprised as well. I mean, he can do it. He can do it a whole entire show without having to do his voices because he's just very charismatic on right on the stage. He can do it. He's very good, mm-hmm. but he doesn't need it. But he, I wouldn't be surprised if he does if he throws it. it in here and there at least. Right, I'm sure he will. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a Family Guy sketch somewhere in this award show. Uh, <laughs> Jack, you sound so dismayed. Jack, know. Jack, he Jack peddled on Family Guy. Stop being funny. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I mean, we'll see what happens. But over the past couple of years, hosts have been hit and miss. I know Anne Hathaway and James Franco were terrible. Well, Anne Hathaway was great. James Franco was he. They his they gave him terrible dialogue. He tried his best to salvage whatever shit they gave him but it was whatever they had him do was pretty terrible yeah and james franco was good i like him uh, me too but in everything uh, uh, pretty much. me too but man uh that show i watched him was pretty unbearable billy crystal to me is still the best he's always been the funniest actually no i'm sorry steve martin is my favorite steve martin was absolutely fucking hilarious in some of these years when he hosted the oscars it was like dave letterman uh, no, that that one didn't go well. <laughs> he hosted once. Actually, Ellen DeGeneres hosted one year, and I really, really enjoyed her. Oh, she's hilarious. Yeah. Every if you get day. Good, if, you, if you get good, and I'm not, I'm not going to say this just because, but clean comedians to do hosting jobs, it's mm-hmm. a lot easier for them to host because they don't have to try to censor themselves. Right. If you get Ricky Gervais on the stage, he's going to say something offensive. He's going to try to not say the F word. Especially when everyone's drinking. All they had Chris Rock host one year, too, and everybody's like, all right, have your fingers ready. Cause, right. Yeah. And they shouldn't have to do that. I mean, yeah. yes, I know we're growing up and we can take it, but I mean, this is a, it's on a prime time television. It's, a, it's supposed to be honoring Hollywood. It's not supposed to be a stand-up comedian show. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be a fun night for all, but. There's a limit. You're honoring those who have worked hard this past year and have been in great films. It's, it's not that forum, which Eddie Murphy was actually, I think, two years ago or something, was supposed to host the show. That got pulled out from under him. I'd like to have seen that, but again. I would not have. Yeah. I would like to see a lot of things out of Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so as I started the show before, I mentioned there are nine Best Picture nominees this year at the Oscars. And we discussed Argo before. We discussed Django earlier and we discussed Zero Dark Thirty and Les Miserables. The other nominees are Silver Linings Playbook, which we touched on briefly, which none of us have seen yet, but yet uh, we'll see eventually. Life of Pi, I have no interest whatsoever. I, I was interested to see it just because I heard... I, I want to see the, the, the visuals next Avatar, of it. the right? Because that's no. the review they gave Well, me. I mean, it, it looks visually <laughs> stunning. I just don't know if I'd be interested enough to see it. I mean, the story looks interesting enough to where... It just seems interesting, but I've I've heard bad reviews, so I probably won't. Watch yeah, they it. say the book is yeah. leaps and bounds better, but visually it's it's amazing. I don't know if it warrants best picture, but uh, I don't think I don't think it has a chance to win. Well, there's one that Jack I know is supremely excited for. Oh, Why don't you tell us about the other nominee? I, in a previous show, I mentioned a movie about people sitting and staring at each other while the while. Looking sad and playing a piano. I found out the movie's called Amour, having to do with piano. It is a foreign film, and it still looks boring. No, and okay. from what I hear, it's depressing as fuck. 
Corey, explain. The, the movie, <laughs> I, know I haven't seen it, but I read up on the movie just so, so I can prove Jack wrong that it's not about a piano. There's no piano in it. Whatever. They're still in the room looking at they, each they other went, being they, sad. There was, there was the woman, the wife had a stroke. And she was, she, I think she was a piano teacher, but she couldn't do anything after that. So her husband was taking care of her. And all the struggles of her trying to live a normal life and not wanting to go to a home or not go to the hospital because she couldn't move half of her body anymore. So she was in a wheelchair. And the struggles of everyday life between the her, her father, the husband and the wife and the daughter. And eventually it goes, she has another stroke and she's almost completely catatonic, catatonic vegetable, but she can barely talk. And eventually he smothers her with a pillow and oh. kills her. Spoiler well, alert. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to see this foreign film. Are you Nobody, kidding me? Yeah. yeah. He kills her, uh, and then he, then he decides to uh, put her, uh, get a dress, like her best dress, put flowers on her bed with her, kind of send her off in a uh, the way he sh- she should be, and then he kind of starves himself to death, and then they, you see at the end of the movie, they both walk out the door Aren't together. Aren't you happy you spent that 975, people? My that, God, that, that three and a half sounds, hours of boring. That sounds terrible and depressing and kind of boring. Oh, my God. Yet but it it's not enough. two people staring at each other at a piano, Mr... Andrew. <laughs> Might as well be. Good God, that sounds even worse. Let's just assume what the movie's about by looking at the, at the picture. No, I've seen the commercial. It's like, there's brilliant performances between blah, 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 and blah, I blah, mean, blah. Truthfully. And, and they're looking at each other the I, entire I, commercial. I, I honestly. Like, what the fuck is this? I, I'm not going to lie. I would honestly not be surprised if that won Best, at, best Picture. I will punch something because it's winning every (laughs) in other countries it's winning every single best picture let other countries have it fuck in other countries in france and england yeah it's winning every award and it's possible i mean i don't think that argo or lincoln's going to be defeated but i didn't think lincoln was going to defeat it and that got beat by argo Oh, right. so. But I, I think in this Argo's instance, an entertaining movie. Amor is depressing. For the for the Oscars, I I pick Lincoln as what I think is going. I, to I win. would too. I, I think Lincoln is going to win, and I'll be surprised if it doesn't. Right. I'm going to hold my own. I'm going to go with Argo. But being with Oscar snubs, I I truly think that I don't think it would have ever won. But I think Skyfall should have been nominated. Right. Or The Dark Knight Rises. I don't think The Dark Knight Rises should have been nominated. It was not as good as The Dark Knight, and if it's not as good as The Dark Knight and that didn't get that's, nominated, yeah, I guess it but doesn't there were deserve things, Like no I said before, there were things that should... The Dark Knight should have been nominated for Christopher but Nolan. Those, those kind of things don't... These kind of movies don't get recognized. They it's don't. Just, even as tremendous as they are, they don't and, get and recognized And that's my huge Academy. part. That's that's the problem I have with the Academy. They don't, they don't recognize... What the fans love. Well, right. they've passed it off as popcorn fodder. They're thinking, oh, it makes money. Yeah, that's great. It's a big comic book movie or big superhero thing, and nobody cares about that. But where we- the real good stuff is is those boring movies that nobody wants to see. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, here's the yeah. thing. You, you, they have to realize that there is there could actually be great acting in an action movie, mm-hmm. and they need to recognize that. They, they immediately dismiss these movies because they're big action movies, and they need to stop doing that. I mean, look how many years it took them to... Pretty much, I guarantee you that if Lord of the Rings wasn't nominated and then the Return of the King wasn't nominated, there's no way in hell Return of the or the Two Towers is nominated. And there's no way in hell the Return of the King would have been would have won the Academy Award yeah. for Best Picture. If because they both won in the outrage of every year that every year that happened and they didn't get anything, and they're great movies too. They they finally said, "Fine, we'll give it to you. We'll give you guys one." Yeah, and Return of the King was excellent. It was. deserved I mean, it. I think they all. Deserved it, but obviously they did. The Academy didn't think so. But yeah. I think that they're they just need to. I think it's. A, I just feel like it's a room of old crotchety people sitting in a circle. And well, everybody wants to get their share of the pie. Like that movie Armoire wouldn't have been nominated. I mean, it's a foreign movie, and it's the Hollywood foreign press that decides this. So everybody's like, well, America has their hits as their movies that are great and are artistic well, and right, beautiful. Rightfully so. I mean, but, other countries should be recognized as well. I mean, yes, I know there's a foreign film category mm-hmm. but if a movie is really good and it's getting that much attention it should be at least nominated i don't think it should win mm-hmm. like i don't over i mean i haven't seen it so i can't say for certain at the performance i mean i hear the 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 woman in the movie was fantastic and she won a golden globe for her role in that movie and she thinks she i mean this thing they're both 85 years old the two actors mm-hmm. that's a lot of work to put in at that age yeah so i mean i have to give them credit and yeah, credit where credit is due. It's just a boring movie. 
I I have to think it's probably better than the artist, but oh yeah, that that bothered me so much that like oh it's the most beautiful it's 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 the greatest film ever. It's like it's no, fucking it's black and white. Yeah, I well, mean, and the, not that black and white could be bad, but it's a silent movie in f- 2011. Yeah, the fact that well, it wasn't that something silent. like that was so huge in in this time. I mean that that's something that is was perceived as unique because it doesn't happen anymore, but it, it was just really laughable that people lost their heads over that movie. Right, and that's the part that gets me, that they, they completely went nuts over the movie. Yes, I know it wasn't a complete silent film. They, they, it was about an actor who was doing silent films, and right. he only did the silent part when he was actually doing the actual he was act- filming acting. on the film. Right. So, other than that, they were talking. But it was still black and white. Mm-hmm. It was still set in that old time. I mean, I'm sure it was a great movie. It probably should have been nominated, but... I, I definitely didn't think that should have that should have yeah, won. People, people literally lost their heads over that movie, yeah, and it's, he, I, I don't understand it. And Hugo was a big, uh, nom- had a lot of nominations last year, and that's what everybody thought was going to win. Everybody thought Hugo was going to be the big winner, and from what I hear, that I mean, I still have yet to see Hugo. Maybe more rightfully so. I mean, more audiences. Yeah, Hugo didn't do great at bo- the box office, but more audiences would be more interested to see this story. Than silent movie in 2011. It's just. I mean, that dog from the artist was pretty fucking cute. Yeah, well, that's about all I can say. For that's it. it. I mean, the <laughs> last time I really think the Academy got it right was 2006 with The Departed. I was so thrilled because I, I, I honestly didn't think it was going to win. I don't know. I forgot the other nominees of that year, but man, I was so happy when The Departed won, especially when Scorsese won for Best Director. Rightfully so. Finally, he had of all the great movies he did. That was the one that got him that, and that's my favorite Scorsese movie to date. The nominees for Best Actor are actually very similar to the Golden Globe winners or nominees. Bradley Cooper, Daniel Day-Lewis, Hugh Jackman, Joaquin Phoenix, and Denzel Washington, which actually is a pretty that's an all, pretty much an all-star group like from where we sit, from the actors that we right. know and grew some up, up watching. Some up-and-comers in there. There is yeah. some elites in there. and But obviously, we know who's going to win. And if it right. doesn't happen, we're going to be flabbergasted. Right. Um, it's, well, there's I some mean, good contenders. I mean, Hugh Jackman could be a surprise and win, and so could Denzel Washington. But I think Daniel could. Day-Lewis has a lock. Honestly, I'm pretty sure he does. The only person I really think could maybe make an upset in that category, it might surprise you, is probably Bradley Cooper, honestly. Mm. Because oh, his be his role is so different than what he usually what does, he does. And it's so outside of his forte. And it's just such a weird... From what I hear, the movie is just so kind of drama filled that he might just slip in there and take it but I still think it's it's like 75% chance that Daniel Day-Lewis is going to win another Academy Award yeah and for leading actress it's I think the two uh, like we mentioned before Jennifer Lawrence and Jessica Chastain who won at the Golden Globes are that's that's gonna be a tough one that will be a tough one who else is in that Uh, that woman from memoir Emmanuel Riva I think she might actually win Naomi Watts from The Impossible, and I can't pronounce this person's name. Forgive me. It starts with a Q, and the last name is Wallace. It's a, I think it's a little the little girl from the Beast from the Southern Wild. Okay. And um, I, but I honestly think Jessica Chastain and Jennifer Lawrence. It'll be interesting to see because I, I can't pick a winner between the two. Again, I've only seen Jessica Chastain in Zero Dark Thirty. At this I point, don't think but, either of them are going to win that. But at all. But Jennifer Lawrence is the most popular, like I said, most popular actress in America right now. Yeah. Uh, going on to supporting actor, this might be a tough one also. Alan Arkin for Argo, Robert De Niro for Silver Linings Playbook, Philip Seymour Hoffman for The Master, Tommy Lee Jones for Lincoln, and Christoph Waltz for Django Unchained. Me personally, it's a toss-up between Christoph Waltz and Alan Arkin, but I'm going to go... I'm going to lean a little bit more towards Christoph Waltz. Yeah, Alan Arkin's not going to win that. And Alan Arkin was fucking hilarious. He was hilarious. Argo, fuck yourself. Yeah. (laughs) The tagline from the movie, which was very funny. That was really That's not printed on posters anywhere. (laughs) Of course not. (laughs) We want a t-shirt. Thanks. (laughs) Because our country is run by Puritans. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think Christoph Waltz will definitely win that one. I, I wouldn't be... I'm actually... I would be less surprised to see him lose that award than Daniel D. Lewis. I think Daniel mm-hmm. Lewis has got a locked Christoph Waltz is got there's, a really there's good some chance. competition yeah. there. I mean Tommy Lee Jones is excellent in Lincoln too, but I don't think he's He's not gonna win it. No. no. The best supporting actress nominees are Amy Adams for The Master, Sally Field for Lincoln, Anne Hathaway Les Miserables, Helen Hunt, where's she been? For the sessions and Jackie oh. Weaver for Silver Linings Playbook. I'm gonna go with Anne Hathaway. Uh, I agree with you there. I th- probably will be her even though I think there's some really good other, the other portrayals are really good. I, th- 
I, I don't know. I, I just have a feeling that Silver Lining Playbook is going to win a lot more awards than people think. It probably it will. It got nominated, I think, for more movies than any other one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I mean, Sally Field was awesome as Mary Todd Lincoln. Yes. and She has a really good chance. Mary Todd Lincoln was basically a certified nut, so S- Sally Field really played that up, and it, it was pretty pretty epic what she did. And Amy Adams gets nominated every year, I think, for something. Yeah. She if I'm not mistaken. And she's a great actress. She, she is an actress, Amy Adams. Sometimes she, she looks weird, though. She looks really, really attractive, or she looks kind of weird. Well, she's yeah. the next, next Miss Lois Lane. Are you excited about that, Court? Sure. So am I. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Anyway, on to directing. Michael Haneke for Armoire. Amour. He's an Austrian. Amour. He's an, he's an Amour, Austrian director. Whatever. It's French for love, Jack. It's French for boring. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Ang Lee for Life of Pi. David O. Russell for Silver, Li- Silver Linings Playbook. Steven Maybe. Spielberg. Lincoln and Ben Zietlin. I'm sorry. If I'm mispronouncing your name and you're listening to this show, forgive me. Uh, <laughs> ben Zietlin for Beast of the Southern Wild. Yeah. And again, you know, Ben Affleck was snubbed. That was uh, Tarantino was snubbed. Mm-hmm. Even even Chris, Christopher Nolan was snubbed, and I I, I think that's the one if spot anything, where I think Batman series should have been nominated. Yes, yes, because that guy that guy really to touch on the da- the Dark Knight Rises real quick. He really tried to make this movie as big as possible, and he did. He had the biggest sets, he had the biggest location shoots, and tried to make the movie larger in life. And he and, did, and not and just that. I mean, he's made the two previous films he made: Batman, uh, The Dark Knight, and Inception. Should have warranted him a, a Best Director nomination. The guy's great. He's a genius. He is a genius. And, and he's. Well, I think he was nominated for Best Director, but he didn't win. No, he wasn't. He was. He's been snubbed. The last three movies he's made, the last three big movies that were The Dark Knight, Inception, Dark Knight Rises, he's been snubbed. And it's a shame because the guy knows what to do. Right. For my prediction, Corey, you have a valid point. I think David O. Russell could be a big surprise winner for Silver Linings Playbook. Wait, so Catherine Bigelow wasn't even nominated? No, she wasn't either. See, that's... That's see, crazy. That's, that's crazy. weird. See, those are four directors that... Like, I don't understand. That's something maybe the directing category should be expanded to. Yeah, like, if the movie is nominated for Best Picture, how could she not be nominated for Best yeah. Director for it? Or it just mm-hmm. any movie that gets more, get gets a lot of nominations, even if it's not Best Picture, could get nominated for Best Director. Spielberg, I think he has a chance, but I mean he's won before. I think David O. Russell. I think they want to maybe do something a little bit different, and with the I mean, praise we'll that Silver Linings Playbook, I would not getting, be surprised at all if Spielberg won. But I, wouldn't I, don't, I don't think he is. No, and I don't think so either. I think there were so many snubs in that that section. I just don't care. Like the rightful person, I don't think is going to. I mean, I I think that this is going to be loaded into a couple movies. To be honest, I, I think Lincoln's going to win half of everything, and then. I think Silver Linings Playbook is going to win the other half of everything. There's some definite competition there. For a screenplay written directly for the screen, Amoir, Django Unchained, Flight, Moonrise Kingdom, and Zero Dark Thirty. Tough one for me. I'm going to go Django Unchained, though. I think that... I think Not un- going to happen. Yeah. I, no. Unfortunately, I have a feeling that somebody will let... M- I'm hoping to God Moonrise Kingdom doesn't win. Why? I actually kind of want to see Moonrise Kingdom. Uh, Wes Anderson shit's don't. just so fucking weird to me. I yeah. think I mean it looks it looks like an entertaining movie. Oh, you know it looks what? Maybe like a heartfelt movie. But I'm going to jack pedal. Hold on, I'm going to jack pedal. He's going to jack pedal. Oh, he actually and said he's pedal, saying pedal. it this time. Uh, taking a second glance at the nominees, I'm thinking Zero Dark Thirty. To be honest, Mark Bowl. I still think Armar is going to win that mm-hmm. one as well. Maybe it's just me could not be. liking it. <laughs> yeah, that could be. I think Jack is not predicting what he thinks is going to win, but what he wants to win, <laughs> and he doesn't know the difference. <laughs> no, I know the difference, but <laughs> I, mean, yeah, no, I, mean, I think Zero Dark Thirty has gotten a lot of, uh, and to take that subject matter and make it into a to a three-hour film. But the thing is they're going to do is they're going to take, they're going to say, yes, it's a screenplay that someone wrote, but all this stuff is fact. It's right. not, I mean, it's obviously been embellished a lot, and it's been written into a screenplay, but a lot of this is not an actual story that either someone wrote or someone came up with. That's a lot more difficult to kind of do than an actual events. And I don't think they're going to take that into account. I don't think they're going to take that into account because of that. And or Argo, for that matter. I mean, a lot of these movies are based in fact or on actual historical well, events. That brings us to the next category for a screenplay for based on material previously produced or published. Argo is nominated. Beast of the Southern Wild, Life of Pi, Lincoln, and Silver Linings Playbook. Mm-hmm. So that one, uh, I'm going to say Argo probably. Argo probably will win that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'd say so. Best animated feature film. Now, uh, I've I've only seen one of the nominees, but I think it's going to be Brave. Brave is nominated. 
and I think we'll win against definitely against Frank and Weenie Paranorman, The Pirates, and Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. No offense to those movies. Wreck It Ralph was really good, but I don't think it was. It's not Oscar. I mean, not Oscar worthy. People love Brave. People as much love as Pixar. You, I mean, that's that's an award movie. Brave. It was really really good. I loved that movie. It was fantastic. It wasn't the best Pixar movie I've ever seen, but it was really really good. I still haven't seen it, and it's probably the first Pixar movie that I'm just kind of like, eh. We should probably sit down and watch that sometime. Uh, I'll game. sit and watch it because I, I want to catch up. I'd see that in Ratatouille, so I'm a little bit behind. And Cars 2. Oh, Ratatouille is tremendous. I love that movie. Uh, foreign language film. Okay. I'm we already gonna know get, who's going to win that Amor one. is going to win. That's it. We don't There's have a movie called anymore. No, which should be... Never mind. I hate Amor. I fucking hate Amor. it. Amor. <laughs> Whatever. I don't so Jack, care. So Jack picks any other movie besides Amor. <laughs> yes. There's, a movie, but there's a movie called No. <laughs> Jack picks No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next... Uh, cinematography, Anna Karenina. We don't care about cinematography. Uh, no, that's an important don't. one. Django, Life of Pi, Lincoln, Skyfall. Skyfall got a nomination. Uh, Do you know Batman got no nominations whatsoever? Well, that's why I'm a little pissed. Like anything. it should have gotten something. Even the effects, in, like the effects, weren't groundbreaking of The Dark Knight Rises, but they look a little bit more realistic than some other movies that come out. Mm-hmm. We know who's going to win costumes. Yeah, Lame is. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, for most sure. of them were technical stuff, production design, editing. Costume, makeup. All right, so let's go to music. Uh, if we can touch on this real quick, Adele, Adele, and oh yeah, Adele. Yes. Adele's going to for Skyfall. Well, this is yeah. the, she won the Golden Globe. She did. And well, she's going to win for this too. Actually, this one I have right now is for original score. Lincoln's John Williams for Lincoln. Yeah, possibly. That's because he did Star Wars, so we know why Jack wants. No, because he's done a lot of great movies, <laughs> and the Lincoln Indiana score was Jones great. And all this that. Lincoln score was great, and Skyfall. Well, that's a tough one, actually. Because the Bond theme is classic. Right. And yes, Adele is most likely going to win. Even though a song from Ted is nominated, which will have people rolling in the aisles and people will love that, but still, Skyfall. Because I actually really enjoy the fact that they perform all of those with the people who actually sang it. Right. I thought that was really well done. And Seth MacFarlane will be singing because he had her hand in writing the song or performed nice. it. Touch on visual effects real quick, and this will be the last one because the rest are just documentaries and short films and stuff we've never seen. Yeah. Visual effects, The Avengers, The Hobbit, Life of Pi, Prometheus, Snow White and the Huntsman. I honestly think Life of Pi is probably going to win because if it's nominated for Best Picture and Best honestly, uh, I everything think, else, but I would my, I fandom, my fandom would love to see the fucking Avengers win so Me bad. Me too. I mean, I'd like uh, to that's see what the I would Avengers want win to too, win. but I think The Hobbit's going to win. Maybe. Uh, I mean, The Hobbit didn't have anything spectacular that the other Lord of the Rings movies didn't have. So, un- unfortunately, I'm going to have to say Life of Pi, but my heart wants to go with The Avengers. And that's all the big categories. The rest, like I said before, documentaries, short films, sound editing, sound mixing, blah, 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 technical stuff. Stuff that, we don't care about. Stuff that typically the movies we like get nominated for and get snubbed, right. even in those yeah. categories. Well, let's throw them a bone. Let's throw Avengers into some other category. <laughs> Graphics, all right. All right. Costumes, nah. Metal suit, joke. <laughs> yeah. You're funny. There's yeah. too many snubs going on in Hollywood. I mean, there's, yeah, I'd love to see some big action There's movies. always going to be, though. I'd love to see Die Hard nominated eventually. Me too. You know, but <laughs> For everything. It's it's not going to happen. <laughs> what would you guys, if there was any actor or actress that you would nominate from the past year, as in any category, like, is there's any that come to mind that weren't nominated or people wouldn't even think of being nominated, who would you go with? Because I, I have a couple off the top of my head. I would pick Daniel Craig for Skyfall because him as Bond is just, he's awesome. He, I actually I agree with you. That's a really that's, that's a good choice. That's a good I mean, choice. they don't choose Bond because he's been in every movie. He's pretty much the same character in every movie. He does not change. I mean, I know he's expanded his role a lot in this movie. It's not the traditional Bond in the first two movies he did. This is his first step into what Bond should be. This is okay. These two things happened to him, and this now the third movie is happening, and this is where true Bond comes from. This is him stepping into the role. Yeah. And uh, um, Leonardo DiCaprio, I think, is my biggest snub. I think he yeah, was completely I'll robbed that. Uh, for a nomination. And as much as Sam Jackson whines about not having a, a, a uh, he nomination. He should have been nominated, too. I don't think he... It was on the fence. I, I He yeah. could have been nominated. I wouldn't have been upset. He's not nominated. I'm not upset. I'm not either. And it, I love Samuel L. Jackson, but in his role in Django, I just don't feel was Oscar-worthy. It's just... I mean, he wasn't there. His role in Pulp Fiction was amazing, and he absolutely deserved that yes. yeah. Academy Award. 
Uh, another this actor just wasn't the same. Another actor I would go with, and this might be a stretch, but I did really enjoy Joseph Gordon-Levitt in The Dark Knight Rises for best supporting. Yeah, I mean the guy like really it. was his character was the hero when Batman wasn't around. And mm-hmm. I just really like him as an actor. He really is good. He was tremendous in Looper. He was he awesome was. in Inception. He, he's a very, very, very good actor. And I really can't wait to see what guy, the guy comes out with next. Yeah, he's he's huge now. He's he's absolutely huge, and rightfully so. I, and um, I mean, I would have I would have said maybe Gary Oldman for Dark Knight Rises because Gary Oldman's just tremendous in any pretty much in any role he's in. Yeah. But I don't think that Gordon was. I mean, he was a, a vital component in this film, but I don't think he was as vital. Like he had, he showed more emotion, had more on his shoulders, and more pressure on him. I think in the Dark Knight as the new commissioner and the police chief. I mean, this seems kind of out of commission for half the now, film. I know that she was already nominated for another movie this year, but I think Anne Hathaway was very, very good in Dark Knight Rises. I think yeah, she, she was. deserved an, uh, an, uh, Tom Hardy too. Tom Hardy was just fucking as fun. All, as Bane, yeah, yeah. He, he was great. I mean, he's got charisma, and he had to work with the with a mask on his face and just. Gargled dialogue. He came out. He came yeah. out with one of the most iconic voices, probably to ever be in cinema. Mm-hmm. And people try to mimic I mean, it all the time. It, yeah, <laughs> we do all the time. <laughs> Maybe not so well, but yeah, we not so well, no, but we so try. Well and you know, once they cleaned it up, it was good because people were pissed at first when they when they saw that original preview um, in front of uh, Mission Impossible. Oh, uh, even us, we were like, what where f- no one could understand a word he was saying, and they're like, if this is going to be the whole movie, then I don't even want to see it. Yeah. This could be very, very frustrating. But <laughs> as soon as I, we saw the opening scene again, when we saw the Dark Knight Rises, I leaned over Chris like, "Yeah, they fixed it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they had to. They yeah. had to fix it." And about you, Ryan? Uh, probably Chuck Norris for his cameo in The Expendables Two. Was- <laughs> yes, <laughs> he should. Know, if he's in a movie, he's nominated. He's nominated. The, the Expendables cast. <laughs> We'd like to <laughs> nominate Chuck Norris and Chuck Norris's beard. And Jean Claude Van Damme for his comeback. <laughs> and Dolph Lundgren for being Dolph hilarious. Lundgren. I had a dream last night, and it involved Dolph Lundgren. Gross. It was very strange. Mm. Gross. Yeah, he was a. Um, he naked was, on your bed. Not naked on my bed, but he was a, a hostage taker. He was a uh, a captor. And I came home to my own house. Not this house, but it was a house on the beach. And I was just kind of looking through my mail. Like it, just, like it was any other day. And then I go into a room, and there's a bunch of people in there. And there's Dolph Lundgren, and he's got a gun. Holy shit. And he he was very nice. It was re- it was weird. He was very nice. He was, he was like, you're not going anywhere. This sounds but, like a movie. But he wasn't, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't yelling. He wasn't hitting anyone. He wasn't being a nutcase. And um, I, at some point, I learned that there was a bomb in my house, and it was going to go off. And I was trying to figure out a way to escape, and then I woke up. I, I and there was no resolution to it, and I was kind of pissed that <laughs> I didn't get to find out what happened. All right, guys. Well, we hope you've enjoyed our discussion of the award season. And if you're going to watch the uh, upcoming show, uh, we hope all your predictions come true or not. If you want <laughs> a board away in Jack's case. He hopes all um, of them don't because we're pretty sure Amar is going to win all of it. Fuck yep. you. <laughs> Lincoln Forever out. This is Ryan. This is Corey. And this is Jack. Thanks again for listening to the 125th annual episode of the only podcast that matters. Argo, fuck yourself.